This show is very not safe for work. The works being read do not represent the views of the hosts or guests. This show is a roast and should not be taken seriously. It is an instant turn on. You ride him and he lets out a sexy growl. He sounds like a bear. He's like, that's not sexy in the least. No, it's totally sexy. If you're like a lady bear. It's great when you have sexy Gregorian chant done by North American brown bears. Who says that a brown bear can't Oh, and Logan will be happy to see there is steamed hams fanfiction for both Persona 3 and Persona 5. All right. <laughs> All right, the chant woke my dog up. Let's roll. Oh, are you sure it wasn't the ding dong? <laughs> <laughs> Last time on Friday Night Fan Fiction. Glad you can make it down here, detective. We could really use your assistance on this one. Jeez. Is that the body? Holy Christmas, what happened to him? You're supposed to tell us. You're the detective. That's the third one this month. We gotta find this creep before they strike again. Based on the compound fractures, the shattered cartilage around the wrist, the severe head trauma, it looks like they were forced to read bad fanfiction until their bodies revolted and destroyed them from the inside out. Sir, we also found this near the body. Why would there be a cassette recorder here? That sick bastard. The suspect must have been recording it for their own enjoyment. And it seems they wanted us to hear something, too. Well, let's give it a listen. Should we really do that? I've seen horror movies that started this way. I've also seen hentai that started this way. Hello, Mr. Police Cop Slowman. If you have hopes to find me and stop me, you will have to play my game. Each week I will send you the worst fanfiction I can find. You must read it and survive, or the bodies will keep coming. Please help me! He's already made me read four stories! I don't think I can handle anymore! Damn! How did you know my name was Police Cops Lawman? <laughs> Sir? Why did the power just go out? Oh god, I just got hit with some paper. <laughs> it couldn't be. It can't be. Your mind and body can't possibly be ready for the thrilling conclusion of Friday Night Fan Fiction. Brought to you by Night Horse Media. Director, Grand Monat. Executive Producer, Corporate Steve. Affordable Midwest compound for $400,000. The main home is a modest 1,860 square foot brick structure with two bedrooms and two bathrooms. Modest. But the property is roughly a two-hour drive southwest of St. Louis, consists of a whopping 160 secluded woodsy acres full of wild turkeys, deer, foxes, and squirrels. Ooh! Plus two ponds and multiple sword sheds. Wait, did you say sword sheds? 
Ooh. Storage. <laughs> Storage. No, not no. Swords. They're, they're for storing our swords. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, are we still trying to start the compound? Yes, yes we are. <sighs> Why not? That's literally all we talked about while you were gone. <laughs> but, but the thing is, you only talk about it when I'm gone. They've got this one. It's an Atlas F missile silo that is actually only three million, and it's in upstate New York, so we can easily smuggle uh, Sean in. Wait, is it in Utica? Uh, no, it's more of an Albany bunker. All right, wonderful. This is Friday night, steamed Chalmers. I am your host, Steve-O. Joining me tonight, as usual, are David, Logan, Val, Sean, and uh, no guests because it's the end of season seven. I like how he's the only one dancing. I'm still too busy reading about the bunkers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, reading, I'm, I'm busy. Texas Prepper's dream home for $985,000. That's too much. I think our Patreon might need a little bit more money before we can afford something like that. But the patrons will be moving in with us. They'll be paying rent. <laughs> yeah, I, I really feel like the best way for people to pay rent is by digging the holes in which we'll pour the concrete for the compound. <laughs> oh, as long as it's not like the holes for the graves. But this has already been dug already. Yeah, this is already ready. So all we need to do is we have to run this like shady landlords. Okay, let me get my shades. <laughs> Ooh. How is that shady land dealings? That's just good land dealings. Ooh, 16,000 square foot underground floor space. 1.4 mil. Why are you- That's a lot of floor space, though. Yeah. Do we even get internet in these underground bunkers? Yes. This is in Pennsylvania. Yeah, they're all outfitted with Google Fiber. They're not, though. Where? Where does it say that? Oh, right in the fine print. Show me. Link me to the fine print. Look at the website. Uh, Well, I see the website. On missilebases.com. Yes, all right. (laughs) Control F, Google Fiber. Nothing. I see nothing there. That's weird. I found it. $3,200,000 doesn't even have Google Fiber. No, we does. We just have to pay for it. We have to activate it. Be like, hey, Google. And then Google's like, yo, man, we got you. Yeah, it's already installed. We just got to turn it on. Are any of these under 500,000? No. Because when you dream big, you dream big. Well, the first one I said was only 400,000. Okay, that's getting close. Well, hang on. Let's look at a Titan 1 missile base. There's a co-op in South Dakota that's for 25 grand. No, dude. We need the Kansas Ritual Circle one because it has a 1,700-foot grass landing strip. We can fly out of there if we need to. I found one, Steve. The deployable survival capsule is only uh, 275000 It's literally they build a survival capsule and ship it to you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. The pod is currently located in Colorado. Okay. No, thank you. We are going to start this off with something different. The Guardian posted the Bad Sex Award 2018 contenders in quotes. So we're going to be reading some of these first. Well, this one in Concordia, Kansas is only 600,000. That's pretty close. Do you want to be the first one to read, Logan? Yes. Okay. You get to read the quote from Scoundrels, the hunt for Hans Clap. Let me fucking read. I want to read all of it and not have you interrupt. All right, fine. Then tell me about this deployable survival capsule. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So inside the deployable survival capsule is just thousands of copies of this book. (laughs) So it's from Scoundrels, The Hunt for Hands Clap. The Hunt for Hand October. Should we give some sort of like context to this? No. Okay. (laughs) We really, really shouldn't. It's just poorly written sex stories and we're reading excerpts. So it's just the shit we usually read. Yes, but these are ones that you can actually buy. So as long as we don't get hit with a copy trick. Yeah. Let me fucking read, please. 
This story was written by Major Victor Cornwall and Major Arthur St. John Trevelyan. Two oh majors. My God. Who's, who's fucking calling? Hello? Hello. Hi. <laughs> They're calling because they heard us talking about the deployable survival capsule and they are like, oh my God, somebody actually cares. Empty my tanks. I begged breathlessly. I can't. <laughs> the deployable survival capsule doesn't have an emptyable tank. <laughs> It has a 10-year battery (laughs) and thousands of years worth of air. I begged breathlessly as once more she began drawing me deep inside her pleasure cave. That's a new attraction I didn't hear happen to Chuck E. Cheese's. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Her vaginal ratchet moved in... (laughs) Ratchet? Concertina-like waves. Slowly chugging my organ as a boa constrictor swallows its prey. Wow. Chug, 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 chug. I'd like to think that a boa constrictor would be able to, you know, do like keg stands and stuff, you know? What the fuck? (laughs) Somebody's screaming about a ratchet. Soon I was locked in, balls deep, ready to be ground deep. Oh, sorry. Ready to be ground down by the enameled pepper mill within her. <laughs> what? Surprise, it's worse as vagina than Tata. She's a fucking coffee grinder. <laughs> okay, I want to read the next one too. Katarina by James Frey. I couldn't find my goddamn ratchet in time, by the way. I'm hard. No, wait, ins- wait, no, no, no. We're switching off each one. There's enough for me to read too. No. Yes. We'll come back to you. Don't There's you worry. There's enough for me to read too. Fine. Then we get to read the rest. Yeah. That's how it works. That would be how it would work. Good job, Steve. I'm hard and deep inside her, fucking her on the bathroom sink, her tight little black dress still on her thong on the floor on (laughs) my pants at my knees, our eyes locked, our hearts and souls and bodies locked, period. I would like to buy a comma. No, no commas for you. Do you have $275,000 so that we can put that towards the deployable survival capsule? (laughs) Come inside me. Come inside me. Come inside me. Blinding, breathless, shaking, overwhelming, exploding, white god, I come inside (laughs) her, my cock throbbing, we both moaning, eyes, hearts, souls, bodies, one. Whoa, what? This is a new type of left-hand writing. They're fusing like in Dragon Ball Z. We're merging. One, white god, come, come, come. I close my eyes, let out my breath. Come. Okay, I'm done. Okay, congratulations. All right, next up is going to be David reading Connect by Julia Goff. Can I get a link, please? Jesus fucking Christ, David! I didn't know, all right? I didn't know. What do you mean you didn't know? How else would we have been reading if we didn't have a link? I didn't know if it was a second page or not. All right, so I'm Connect by Julia Goff, right? It's a website! All right, what, am I, what is my voice for this? It's whatever you want it to be. Just do Desperate Housewife. He drops the bra to the floor, looks up in her eyes. It's too much. <laughs> okay, not that goddamn voice. <laughs> he kisses her chin, her mouth, and her, her tongue's touch. Oh, too much. He slips his lips honey, free of honey, socks. Honey, I'm trying to read these stories so that I am not reminded of my deadhead marriage to you. <laughs> no, Steve, it's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Moves up to kiss her strong nose. She had a really strong nose, that one. On one side, then the other. It's hard and soft at once. What? what? Yeah, her nose is hard and soft at once. It's Schrodinger's nose. <laughs> well, you know, it's got spongy bits and hard bits. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. He, he moves back down till he's level with her breasts. 
small. She says, surprisingly shy and apologetic. No, and. Oh, this small. She says, surprisingly shy, apologetic. They're perfect. Okay, that's uncomfortable. He says. He kisses him, teases a nipple with his lips. It's so soft and then suddenly hard. Wow. <laughs> wow. He sucks on the hard nipple. He has never done this before, and yet, no, wait, of course, it is totally familiar. The first thing he ever did, he feels the huge change in meaning and status. It is as though he had grown up in a single suck. <laughs> what? What? He grew up in a single suck. <laughs> I know that the internet has ruined literally everything, but I really wish that it said suck like the S-U-C-C, because that would be really funny to me. <laughs> Everything transformed. Yet nothing has changed at all. He sucks at a nipple as he lies on a bed. And it's 18 years later. He sucks on a nipple and he lies as he lies in bed. <laughs> he lies on a bed and his childhood falls away from him like a burned out booster stage from a rocket. What? It's fully fuel used up. He is now in orbit around a different planet. What? what? I don't know. That metaphor got out of control right there, you know? Yeah. Yes, it did. It's like Team Rocket. Next up is Val. Killing Commendatore by Haruki Murakama. Murakami. Sure. My ejaculation was violent and repeated. Val, I'm glad that you can finally admit that. <laughs> My ejaculate was violent. It's like a water hose. My ejaculation <laughs> was so violent it got sent to juvie. Oh. Uh, Sorry. Again and again, semen poured from me, overflowing her vagina, turning the sheets sticky. There was nothing I could do to make it stop. Make it stop! Make it stop! <laughs> if I if it continued, I worried I would be completely emptied out. It's just like you turn into a prune. Like the souls that Shang Tsung sucked out. <laughs> Your soul is mine. No! You got to see Liu Kang's brother, who has up until that point in the series never been mentioned. Yeah, but that's okay. He, he was a good character. He died well. Was he, Steve? God damn it. Just Yuzu slept deeply through it all without making a sound or breathing even. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Her sex, though, had contracted around mine and would not let go. As if it had an unshakable will of its own and was determined to wring every last drop from my body. All right, read the next one as well. Kismet by Luke Tred... Tredget? Tredget? Yes. Tredget. Tredget. Tred. Yeah. <laughs> she shuffles her head closer to his cock, close enough to smell her own residue. Ah! Ew. I wouldn't call it that, but okay. And then takes it in her mouth. No, she's going to ass to mouth. Yeah, uh, that's something you should resident don't. <laughs> and then takes it in her mouth with the vague idea of cleaning it. <laughs> vague idea. Oh, I might lick here and there and hopefully it'll be clean. Joff mirrors this gesture by burying his head between her legs and gradually she can feel his cut pumping up with blood one pulse at a time. One pulse at a time. Until it is long and hard and filling her wide open mouth. It, it sounds like it's uh, one of those clown long balloons for making like balloon animals and it's just like... <laughs> psh, psh, psh. Yeah, you put a bicycle pump to his dick. Just inflates all the way down her throat and then he... Folds her up like a balloon animal. Yeah. <laughs> You're a giraffe now. They stay in this position for a long time. Anna sucking and slurping with the same lazy persistence you'd use on a gobstopper or a stick of rock. <laughs> a stick of rock? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what kind of rock? 
Like an actual from the dirt or crack rock? Like crack rock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Eventually, she loses her sense of the context altogether of what she's doing or who she is with or where they are. Oh, she has ADD. Yeah. <laughs> I, even when I have sex, I'm not that bad with my ADD. And becomes an empty vessel for what feels like disembodied consciousness. <laughs> Notice how I didn't prove or disprove what you just said, honey. <laughs> well, I mean, if you had a bunch of flashing, blaring, different colored lights in the room while you were having sex, then that might be a different story. <laughs> Or a shiny red ball. Is there any other way to have sex, though? I've seen your room. <laughs> your plain white walls. <laughs> no, that's not my room anymore. I'm redoing it now that we're moving to the dis- disposable... What the hell did we call it? What's the thing that we were going to buy? A bunker? You forgot already? Yeah. The portable suppository bunker. That's what it was, right? Sure. I don't think that's what it was called. Okay. I mean, if you use enough lube. It's the deployable survival capsule. Yeah, the deployable suppository bunker. Wow. She looks at the window and wonders how the glass feels encased within its wooden frame. What the shaggy clouds feel like being blown across the sky. What the walls (laughs) felt like being splattered and smeared with wet paint. This is not sex. No, it's just... (laughs) All right, Sean, you're up. (laughs) Grace's day. Imagine being that disinterested in sex. No, it's just the sex is that good. And it's not even sex. She's just giving a blowjob. No, she's vaguely going. She's vaguely cleaning a dick. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You only need to clean it about 40% to pass the level. You're not going to get an A grade, but you'll move on to the next round. She pulls out a thing of bleach. No. All right. Grace's Day by William Wall. He's almost weightless. When he enters me, it hurts, and my pain belongs to the subterranean world. What? Primitive as the clay. His body is slacker than I expected. A small paunch begins at his waist and settles in a downward parabola to his groin. Paunch! Parabola. (laughs) Parabola, yeah. Parabola. Emphasize the second A. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Tomato, parabola. What the fuck is a parabola? Uh, Parabola is like that thing that goes up and down like a cosine wave yeah oh okay it's a math thing his pubic hair is red his erect penis is a surprise (laughs) it's also red (laughs) (laughs) although i had imagined what they would feel like read about them seen them represented on toilet walls and magazines no why have you seen pubic hair on toilet walls no it's not pubic hair they're talking about his penis so this one penis, not just penises in general, this one penis has been in magazines and on toilet walls. Oh. Oh, okay. Very specific penis. It's a famous penis. He was on Playgirl. Very famous, yeah. You know how you sent us that ranking site for all the famous toilets? They just added a new tab for famous toilet walls featuring this one guy's penis. Okay. I didn't see it before he entered me, but afterwards it was small and sticky and amusing. I want to touch it, but I don't dare. I don't know the etiquette. He is 20 or more years older than me. This is sex. This is sex. This is not sex. This is sex. All right, Sean, you get to read the last one. The Paper Lovers by Gerard Woodward. Otherwise known as we have a very large amount of paper cuts on our dicks. He was aware that she was making a mewling sound as he put his lips to her tightened nipple and sucked. Her mouth was at his ear her tongue traveling along its grooves, voice filling it. His mouth tugged at her, extended her. She snapped back. There was a taste of something on his tongue. In his mind, he pictured her neck, 
her long neck. She was a giraffe. Or a brontosaurus. No, she's a swan. Her swan's neck. Yeah, ah. she's a swan. Her Alice in Wonderland neck coiling like a serpent. What the fuck? Coiling around him. He's a snake now. No, she's a snake. She's got snake neck. Yeah. She had found a way through his clothing and her fingers had tightly touched his cock. He's a rooster now. <laughs> then slowly began to take a firmer hold. He wanted to cry like a baby. He felt helpless. As though his body had come undone and she was fastening it. He felt as though he was bleeding somewhere. <laughs> My dick is bleeding! Just, ah, yeah, yeah. Not a good sign! Yeah, just isolate that. Not a good line anywhere in his sexual content. He felt as though he was bleeding somewhere. Well, some people are into blood play. Yeah. Some people just bleed. <laughs> Except you. Another thing to add to your obituary that will never happen because you're immortal, some people just bleed. That's honestly the worst part about it is that I will never get to have like a sick funeral. <laughs> I mean, we could throw you one. You would be able to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I have to fake my own death, is what you're saying. No, you don't have to fake your own death. No, 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 no. I got a time story of that shit. <laughs> or is it Huckleberry Finn? I don't remember. Oh, well, it, yeah, it's Tom Sawyer. Then he felt powerful, gigantic. He would have kicked down a door. He would have kicked a door down. Oh, he would have kicked a door down. <laughs> you stay down, door. All right, since you guys finished that, I am going to be starting us off with the story this evening. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it couldn't be worse than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think about me bleeding. It actually might be because this is steamed hams, but Chalmers gives Skinner a cream pie in his ass. Whoa, what? <laughs> Oh, wow. Hold, hold up, Steve. I didn't think you were going to bring it hard tonight. <laughs> by, ju <laughs> by Juicy Dick Hugger. Sure. What do you mean you didn't think I was going to bring it hard tonight? I bring it hard every night, David. Uh, going to have to tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> now, do me a favor, David, and open this because you will be reading the second page of this. Okay. Mr. Steamed Ham's meme forever. Ah. I'll do it in character, too. Summary. One day, Chilmayers heads over to Skinner's house for an unforgettable luncheon. <laughs> what wacky hijinks will ensue? Find out. One day, Sumper intended Chalmers arrived at Seymour Skinner's house at Skinner's invitation. They were... <laughs> goig? Goig! <laughs> they were goig to have a lunch to Gerther, though... Chamblers was unsure if the food would be good. Gary ringed the doorbell, and Skinner promptly opened the door. Is, is Superintendent Chalmers' first name Gary? Let's look it up. Gary Chalmers. That's his first name. There you go. It's canon. Well, Seymour, I made it, Chalmers said, despite your duressions. Mm-hmm. Despite your duressions. Ah, Superintendent Chalmers, welcome, Seymour said. I hope you're prepared for an unforgettable luncheon. Yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it's just yeah. Chalmers sat at the <laughs> towel and placed his win in the bucket while Kikinner checked on the <laughs> what Kikinner? Yeah. <laughs> checked on the roast in the oven, but uh oh, it was on fire. I don't know. Wow! 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 No, that doesn't say uh-oh. But uh now. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Skinner gaspé as he rushed to the oven. 
Oh, he gads! The rote is ruined, he said. <laughs> but what if I were to percase fast good and disguise it as my own cooking? Skinner laughed. <laughs> but what if I were to percase fast good and disguise it as my own cooking? You get your own page to read. Let me ruin this. Ho, 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 ho. Delightfully devilish, Seymour. Devilish. Oh, sorry. Delightfully devilish, Seymour. Seymour. David. Look, you gotta do the voice, man. Otherwise, you don't win. I am doing the voice. Logan's gonna do the voice. That's because I am Seymour Skiner. No, you're not. You're Steve-o <laughs> burp. <laughs> burp. Skinner laughed. Delightfully devilish, Seymour. Seymour oped or opt? the window and started to leave for the cruddy burger <laughs> but that was when the superintendent walked in ah gary said as he scrutched his uh, eyes was sure the theme music began to play <laughs> skinner with his craze explanations superintendent gonna need his medication when he hears sconer's lame ex- <laughs> exam steve you are a professional musician <laughs> E-X-A-G-E-R-T-A-T-I-O-N-S. Exaggeratations. Exaggeratations, Steve. Exaggeratations. They'll be... And now read the song the right way. Put some emphasis (laughs) into it. Pretend that you have a job, for God's sake. (laughs) There'll be trouble in town tonight. Seymour! Superintendent, I was just... David, stop! David, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I love the scene. I can't help it. I'm glad I picked myself to read first for this one. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Seymour! One, Chalmers said. Skinner jerks his head. Superintend... <laughs> Superintendnart. <laughs> I was just, uh, stirching my calves on the windowsill, he said. I saw metric exercise. Car to join me? Disney's car to join me? <laughs> Why is Terry smoke coming out of your ovenin, Seymour? Terry smoke? What is he, electing the Pope? <laughs> yeah! Oh, uh, that isn't smoke, Skinner said. It's steam. Steam from the steamed calms we'll be having. Mmm, <laughs> steamed clams. <laughs> what is he, the second town from Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> Chalmers gave a look like Skinner peed in his cereal and left the kitchen. (laughs) I mean, that does accurately describe that. It does. I just never thought of it that way. Seymour sighed in relief (laughs) and hopped out of three windows to the Krusty Burger. He was going to put on the best damn luncheon Chalmers ever had. And perhaps even more would happen after a weards. Superintendent, I hope you're ready for mouth-watering hamburgers. Mmm, I love them, me hamburgers. <laughs> Say thank you, David. First off, it'd be bugers, because there's no double G. <laughs> Just say thank you, Dave. No! Get it right! This is my time! <laughs> say more said as he placed the tray full of hamburgers and fries on the tabel. I thought we were having steamed hams, Gary said. Oh no, I said steamed hams, Skinner replied. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
<laughs> I gotta go back and check this. Yep, yep, you said steamed hams twice in a row. Check the replay. That's what I call Humburgess. Humburgess. <laughs> All right. No, not Humburgess. Humburgess. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, Humburgess. No, I can't get down with Humburgess. <laughs> Logan, can we go down to, like, Culver's and get some Humburgess? <laughs> no, it's got to be Humburgess or nothing. Oh, hey, it's written properly. You will call hamburgers steamed hams. Yes. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's yees, Skinner said. It's a regional dialect. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Chalmers said, "What region? Um, uh, upstate, upstate New York." David, stop! David, stop it! <laughs> I can't help it. We'll send you to the fucking boot box. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I get so lonely. Um, upstate New York, and it's not a question; it's a statement, Dave. Really, Chalmers replied. Really? <laughs> well, I'm from Utica, Utica, and. <laughs> And I've never heard anyone use the phrase stemmed hams. I'm pretty sure that's how you spell Utica. Yeah. I thought Utica didn't have a C. No, it does. Well, let's look. No, it has a C. It has no K, actually. It's just a K, right? It doesn't have a K there either. Utica does not have a K. It has a C, but no K. So it's Utica then. All right. I've never heard any, heard as in like the animals, anyone use the phrase stemmed hams. (laughs) Stemmed hams. (laughs) Oh, not in Utica, no. Seymour said. It's an Albany expurzion. (laughs) I see. (laughs) Skinner and Chalmers began to eat their (laughs) (laughs) hamburgers. Skinner was thinking about how juicy that burger was, but also wondered if Chalmers was into another pair of buns that needed some meat between them. Come on. (laughs) Okay. A hot dog. Chandler's, meanwhile, noticed something was off. It's obviously a judo. (laughs) David. You know, these hamburgers are quite similar to the ones they don at Krusty Burger, he said. They have done. They have done. You're right. It is have done. And it's quit. Yeah. You know, these hamburgers are quite similar to the ones they had. You're going to have to go slow, Dave. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep the cadence and I'm going to keep it right. We keep it real in the Steamed Hams universe. Then you're going to reread basically every fucking line. I'm going to be on the Steamed Hams podcast. They're going to be they're going to be asking me like, you know, what, what are you doing the Steamed Hams? They don't have a Steamed Hams podcast. They do. It's right there. It's on uh, steamedhams.net. Go see it. <laughs> Make sure you visit their Patreon at patreon.com slash steamedhamspodcast. Well, Steamed Hams is on Pornhub, so... There's also a Stitcher thing called the Steamed Hams Show. See? I'm not lying. That's great, buddy. <laughs> you know, these hamburgers are quite similar to the ones they don at, or they have done at Krusty Burger, he said. God, why are the fire trucks so fucking loud tonight? Oh, no. Patented Skinner Burgers. Pat, 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 Pat attended. <laughs> no, no. Pat attended Skinner Burgers, Skinner replied. Old family recipe for our Steamed Hams. Ooh, yes. And you call them stirred hams, despite <laughs> this, despite the fact they're obvious that they're obviously girled. Thomas <laughs> <laughs> said, "Is he shows Skinner the meat? Uh, you know, one thing I should excuse me for one sec, odd. <laughs> of course." Chalmers replied, "Skiner, uh, is that would that be Skeener? That's Skiner, yeah. Skiner's fine. I like Skeener better. Skeener got up and entered the kitchen, only to come back out seconds later. Skinner yawned." 
Well, that was Saz Wonderful, he said. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) He said, a good time was hated by all. I'm Pooper. (laughs) I'm Pooper. Chalmers checked his wall. You have to wait for us to laugh, Dave. Please, come on. No, they don't wait for you to laugh at The Simpsons. Yeah, well, you need to. Oh, okay. Yeah, we haven't run for 29 seasons yet. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting there at this rate. We'll be there by 2017. No. (laughs) <laughs> last year <laughs> we'll be there by last year <laughs> get down now yes I should be good lord what is happening in there he pointed to the swigging door in the, as the kitchen was now on fire uh, Aurora Borealis Kinder said Aurora Borealis Chalmers asked at this time of year at this time of day in this part of the country <laughs> localized <laughs> entirely within your kitchen your a no that's your kitchen okay I won't argue. Yes. Chalmers shifted his eyes. May I see it? Skinner looked around. No. He said, but there's something I can show you. (laughs) He dropped his pants and exposed his big butt. No underwear. It's not underwear, David. Underwear. Is that what they wear in Australia as undergarments? (laughs) My dog's singing because um, every single fucking emergency vehicle in the world is on the next street over, apparently trying to put out a fire. Oh, Oh, shit. Logan, (laughs) you're you're making it too lit over there. (laughs) What the fuck? Are you going to need to be evacuated? No, now they're coming on my street. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Oh, no, no, never mind. Sorry. They've got fucking Santas on the goddamn emergency vehicles. They're just trolling. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. Motherfucker. It's only the 12th. We still have 12 days until Christmas. On the first day of Christmas, they give a partridge and a pear tree. Not a fucking parade. A conga line of emergency vehicles. Why did it have to be like... Tonight, of all nights. <laughs> Why did it have to be me tonight? Seymour! Chalmersa said. What are you sewing? I want you to give me that cream pie, Seymour said. Fill my buns with your hot man mustard. <laughs> Chalmers licked his lips. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. Gayer took off his pants and exposed his big 10-inch cock. And he stroked his as Skinner's There's balls. No end. Oh, shit. He stroked his as Skinner's balls began to titten. <laughs> Here is my bung all ready for you, Skinner said. <laughs> Here's my bung. Here's my bung. <laughs> Steamed hams are great, weren't they? Yes. Chilmriz said as he... I'm going to just leave the P as a silent P and say netterated. Netterated. <laughs> netterated Skinner's asshole. It was a tight fight, but <laughs> Chalmers felt his cock get wrapped up by Skinner's anus. Wap. Waps. <laughs> Get whapped up by Skinner's anus. He pounded Skinner hard as the kitchen. Pounded. Ah, god damn it! You're right. Focus, Dave. I can't focus. David, use your key. Use that positive energy. Hold hold on. Oh, hi, babe. <laughs> you were actually doing little hand motions. Yeah, they didn't see that. Why did you have to sell me out like that, babe? Oh, cool. You didn't know that I was watching, and you're just like, oh, cool, my hands are moving. <laughs> what? They're in the, kid, the, the fridge in the butter area. I'm going to drink them. Cool. I'm going to touch your boobies. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Uh, he pouted Skinner hard in the kitchen as the kitchen continued to burn down. Skinner moaned as gay Chalmers fucked him harder and harder. Chalmers was so close to coming, so he reached to Seymour and charred a passionate French kais with him. 
Coming my ass, Superintendent Calmers. Calmers. Chalmers said, Calm Gary. He came and filled Skinner's ass with delicious hot sperm. Skinner added shawl. Is that Jewish? Shawl Meffers. Shawl Meffers. Skinner added shawl Meffers were spent and realized that they needed to get this over with. Real Zaid. Oh shit, you're right. We're spent in real side that they needed to get this over with. So they put their penises ow, uh, all away. Away. They got out of the house. Seymour? Seymour! I know, I got it. Seymour! Agnes Skinner said, The house is pot and fire! That's your best, Agnes? Seymour! That, see, David yeah. here, I can do a better Agnes Skinner than you can. That's just you screaming. Yeah, yeah. that's the not house is Seymour! 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 Can you guys stop yelling for Seymour? Seymour! That's close. Technically the closest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Agnes Skinner said, The house is upon fire! No, mother, it's just the note and lights. <laughs> Skinner said, Well, Seymour, uh, you're an odd fellow. Chalmers said, But you steam a good haim. <laughs> Chalmers walked away and looked back at Skinner one last time. Hopefully it wouldn't be the last time as they as they had say as Skinner congratulated him. Agnes screamed, help! Help! The end. Nicely done. You need to stop interrupting me, even if you know the scene, Dave. Seriously. I know the scene's so good, and I love it, Steve. It's my favorite. Yes, and that's why I made you suffer through the first page of having somebody ruin it. No! (laughs) (laughs) Val, you're going to be reading... Well, you're going to be reading this and then another story. This is Levi's Dirty Night with Mr. Clean. Yes! Yes! Oh. I think I submitted it. (laughs) I like the first line. (laughs) Levi enjoys a hot night with Mr. Clean. Short, hot. Chapter one, Levi's Dirty Night with Mr. Clean. This is crack that I came up with on Minecraft. On Minecraft? Yes. (laughs) It was a beautiful night, the night that Levi was cleaning his room. He was currently using Mr. Clean products to clean his room. I wish Mr. Clean was real, said Levi as he stared longingly out the window. Unbeknownst to him, a shooting star fell through the sky as he wished that. All of a sudden, a bright light engulfs Levi's room. A tall, bald man appears. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. (laughs) Yes, a tall, bald man appears before Levi. It was Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean was significantly taller than Levi. He was also significantly bigger than Levi. (laughs) And more worse than penis. How did he know this? Well, Mr. Clean had appeared naked. This is because Levi was having some very dirty thoughts about Mr. Clean. You've been a dirty boy, Levi, said Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean ripped off Levi's clothes and immediately, with a capital I, penetrated him. Levi cried out in pleasure as Mr. Clean pounded into him as fast as OxyClean gets rid of stain. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Clean was reaching his limit and released his load into Levi. His load was pine sole. Oh, no! Minty. That's not good ejaculate. No, it's, it's pretty good. I love that eucalyptus taste. <laughs> I mean, to harken back to the whole cleaning a penis, but vaguely, the, I guess this is a more effective way of cleaning genitals. In the ass. Hang on. You guys don't all douche with, like, bleach and household cleaning products? No. And you wonder why you got testicular cancer. That was because of the Dota. <laughs> that was because of the Dota. Look, I use pine saw when I'm cleaning my wood. So, Logan, it's season seven, right? Yeah. 
And you got cancer, what, season three or season four? I forget which one. I think it was season four. I think it was, like, literally the first episode of season four. I've literally waited for three seasons to try to make a joke about how you got cancer, and you just shut me down. Well, that's because Logan's a badass. If he was in the game Borderlands, he'd have the title badass. What are you talking about? The fourth season is literally all just us making jokes about how I got cancer. No, we made jokes about you losing your testicle, but not how you, like, not the way that you got cancer. Pretty sure I made a few of those, too. <laughs> can I finish? I have one line. Sure. Thank you. As quickly as he came. Lol. <laughs> he left. Good job. Thank you very much. And Val, you're going to be reading the first page of Where Did BB-8 Come From by Gundam Moo Cow. Are we just reading all the one and two page fix tonight? Sure. I'm filling it with a smorgasbord of material that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Steve. You did it. <laughs> I did it. I didn't douche with pine salt, thankfully, but I did it. You wouldn't douche with anything. You don't even let me, like... Now, it, it doesn't... He, he barely lets me, like, when he asks me to, to like, wash his back sometimes with... Oh, no. I have accidentally put Val in the boo box. <laughs> oh. oh no, we have accidentally put Steve-O in the boo box. <laughs> Washcloth? Like, he barely lets me wash his butt, too. Honey, like, honey if- I put you in the boo box. No! How dare you! How dare you! The boo box is now couples counseling. Tonight, I am sleeping with Laza. Make sure you go to couples counseling to not lose your relationship. Oh, yeah, that song didn't really work, so please remove it from the final product. <laughs> yeah, just uh, auto-tune the final product. Yeah, oh, oh, Steve, can you auto-tune an entire episode? <laughs> I tried to do that, and you know what? It sounded like total ass. That's fine. I mean, that's auto-tune. Okay, fine. I'll auto-tune a whole episode for you. I'll do that right after the show tonight. Summary. R2-D2 encounters a strange orange droid during his travels. Little does he know what this small round droid is capable of. Chapter 1. Where did BB-8 come from? Master Luke was gone. Not only was he gone, but he had the nerve to ask R2-D2 to deliberately maroon him somewhere and then delete that portion of the map from R2's memory. Angry didn't even begin to describe R2, how R2 fell about this turn of events. R's are hard. H's and R's together, they don't mix well for me. He flew the empty X-Wing through an unfamiliar... Unfamily... Words, please, tonight. (laughs) The words are just starting to blend together even more. Unfamiliar sector of the galaxy. Right at the edge of the now blank space in his memory. The rendezvous point where he was to meet his comrades was a total of seven hyperspace jumps away. He entered the coordinates as indignantly, in, indignantly, whatever, as a droid operating a ship by wire possibly could and triggered the first jump. Not one minute into hyperspace, all matter of alarms started going off. R2 cursed out loud at no one in particular. The appropriate emergency maneuver was to forcibly ex- Not one minute into hyperspace, 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 space. Asbestos space. Yes. All matter of alarm started going off. You just need to take all the horns that were by Logan's place earlier and put them in there. <laughs> God damn it.
R2 cursed out loud at no one in particular. The appropriate emergency maneuver was to forcibly exit hyperspace and R2 did just that. He quickly scanned the surroundings. They were utterly unfamiliar, but the source of his problems was clear as day. A debris field of crystalline shards. While the shards themselves didn't look terribly unusual, R2 found nothing in his databanks that matched their composition. Even more strange was the presence of a completely unfamiliar particle type. As R2 plotted a new course that would take him out of this area, a proximity alarm sounded. <laughs> what now? R2 prepared to activate the shields, but then noticed that the craft approaching him was nothing more than a very primitive-looking transport pod. I'm really happy that they went with the literal interpretation because this person's played X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. This is great. I'm totally on board with the specifics. Hey, Steve, I'm very sorry, but I did just sign up our business email for notifications about cryotherapy pods. Ooh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, I signed us up to the gritty newsletter. <laughs> no, I already did that. God damn it. <laughs> I want one episode where gritty isn't mentioned. <laughs> Too bad. You'll have to go listen to old episodes. <laughs> Wait, is this Gritty the mascot for the hockey team? Yeah. Yes. And somehow Logan has gone back in time and edited all of the project files that I just rendered and Gritty is somehow in there. I mean, that's that's just how you do. <laughs> how do? How do you do that, George Lucas, that you do? Yuck, yuck. Uh, well, first you shave off his hair and then remove his mustache and his glasses, then give him another mustache. <laughs> then take off his glasses. <laughs> He's Robotnik. Sure. The pod hailed him on an unfamiliar frequency and in an unfamiliar language. For once, C-3PO might have been useful. R2 responded as best as he could, but only received silence in return. Womp, womp, womp. Yep. He was about to give up and move on when the floating crystalline shards suddenly sprang to life and lunged themselves directly at the X-Wing. R2 panicked and put up the shields. Obliteration seemed seconds away. However, rather than an attack, the shards encircled both the X-Wings and the transport pod. And before R2's sensors reconfigured themselves into what closely resembled a docking bay, Air rushed in from newly constructed vents until the pressure stabilized to something suitable for most organisms. Whoop, R2 said to himself. At can I get a whoop again? Sure. Oh, R2 did you said mean to from her? Well, I mean, everybody can whoop if they want to. Whoop! I was saying whoop earns. <laughs> R2 said to himself after he realized he had absolutely no idea what to do. The pot opened. Out of the pot floated in the range... Orange ball. Orange? Gritty! Gritty! <laughs> On closer inspection, this ball had flashing red eyes and also arms and legs that poked out from various flaps and was in fact a small droid. Oh, it's not gritty. It can't be gritty because gritty is big. And not a robot. Well, you don't know that. It circled the X-Wing. One didn't need to be fluent in six billion forms of communication to understand the universal body language of you are being scanned. After completing its little circumnavigation, the orange ball droid flowed directly towards R2, stopping right in front of him. Its eyes flashed red. I'm Harrow! I'm Harrow! Who are you? Who are you? It's devolved again. Remarkably, R2 understood this and responded with a series of beeps and clicks to identify himself. Don't understand you! Don't understand you! R2 stared at Harrow in stunned silence. This never happened to him before. Everyone knew binary. Even humans could understand it if they bothered to learn. Do you have a 
This is way more aggressive than I am used to fucking R2 speaking. It's not R2, it's Haro. It's Haro speaking. From Gundam? Yes. Yes, Gundam Zero. I'm pretty sure, like, all the Gundams have a Haro. Yeah, they do. Logan is correct. Haro is the mascot. Oh. Next up is Sean, and then when that's done, I've linked to the next story in staff chat. Logan's going to read that one in its entirety. I will be back shortly. Okay. This little guy got straight to the point. Usually R2 was the forward one when it came to these sorts of things. After all, he wouldn't be where he was today if it wasn't capable of sweet-talking a mainframe. Meanwhile, Haro seemed to want to get right down to business. R2 supposed that a physical connection was all one could hope for with a completely foreign partner who can speak one's language. R2 let out a sarcastically sultry beep and opened up one of his panels. Haru immediately extended what could only be described as a tongue and began probing around R2's data connector. They both fumbled with different connectors configurations until they jerry-rigged something that worked. It immediately became obvious that their data types were completely incompatible. Thankfully, R2 was very practiced at this kind of thing and pumped down the most basic communication code he had through Haro's data cable. Haro quickly figured it out and after a very minimal introduction, started bombarding R2 with requests for any information he had. Where was R2 from? Where was he going? What was the propulsion system in R2's ship? Where was the pilot? Even R2 had standards regarding what sort of information he would share with whom. Well, that's the thing. The engines from a Gundam are way different from the engines of an X-Wing. Like, the engines were powered on a Gundam by nuclear reactors, whereas the engines on an X-Wing are like ion something or others. All right, nerd. (laughs) And wasn't about to break them just for a cute droid, or so he thought. Haro was rather persistent. Another tongue extended from within and proceeded to probe every nook and cranny that R2 had. It tickled his circuits. He even tolerated Haru's venture into his exhaust port, which would normally be met with angry wearer and an electrical shock directed at the perpetrator. Not this time. Somehow, what Haro was doing felt nice. Haro doesn't have a tongue, though. He has like two little ear flaps. And what was life without a little adventure? Don't ignore me! R2 wants more! R2 wants more! Without really considering the ramifications of what Haro was asking, R2 beeped in the affirmative. To his surprise, Haru's versatile appendage rapidly extended in length. It was as if Haro had an endless spool of flexible prehensile cable within that tiny orange body. R2 observed in awe as all of it slowly disappeared within him, stimulating internal circuits that he didn't even know he had. Faster than R2 would like to admit, his circuits were overwhelmed, and he let out a string of expletives as he reached a crescendo. As R2's excited circuits gradually settled, and Haru withdrew all of his protrusions until he was once again a smooth ball, R2 realized that during this little tryst, Haru had completely scanned R2's databanks. R2 was about to protest, but Haru's eyes flashed, and he said, Haru keeps your secret! Haru keeps your secret! Too placated by the immediate events, R2 didn't have the energy nor will to put up a fight. Instead, he just sat quietly while Haru nuzzled him. Haru left a present! Haru left a present! R2 beeped in surprise, asking what it was. You'll see! You'll see! And I'm done. And you're done. 
Dave? Yo, what's up? Can you give me your best rendition of this classic Arnold line? Put that cookie down, now! (laughs) Who's reading next? Logan's reading the next story. Flash Fiction Friday. X-23 reacts to succubus magic. Summary. Written for Flash Fiction Friday, given the requests for any story involving X-23. Chapter 1. Flash Fiction Friday. X-23 reacts to succubus magic. Oh my. Morgan blinked, watching with wide eyes at what laid out before her. That was unexpected. Succubus magic usually had predictable results. Throw a little bit of lust in the air and watch the fun while humans fought their urges. Usually they broke down into a whimpering little masses of pleasure. But there had apparently been some sort of miscommunication. Morgan cupped a hand around her mouth and called out, her thick accent carrying with her tone. Do it, Rora! What? <laughs> what is that? She's got a thick accent. I, I, okay, but what was that accent? Doing She's... it all right there, lad. Oh. <laughs> she seems enthusiastic. What accent is that? I have no idea. It sounds like it's supposed to be an Australian one, but it's not very good. It's a thick one at that. I don't know what it is. G- get her off of me. Chris Redfield was left pretty much helpless with a set of claws pinning his military jacket to the floor. Okay, I came in at a good time. The claws had moved in so precisely and with such focus that they had eased into his jacket while managing to miss his flesh. But now that he was pinned by them, even the slightest bit of squirming let him know just how sharp they were. He was effectively trapped while a feral woman mounted him, her teeth clenched and her eyes wide as she lowered herself down against his member. The soldier didn't dare move, as X-23 eased her pussy against his lap, letting his member spread her folds with surprising ease. Once she had hilted herself and enveloped Chris's cock in warmth, her head jerked up once more. That wide smile spread over her features that made her look manic, crazed, and primal. Hey, Logan. Hey, what? Can you read this story as if I were a problematic customer at the pharmacy? Give me a moment to center myself. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) The beads of sweat against her forehead and the black hair hanging in wild threads certainly didn't help. From the sidelines, Morgan just tapped her chin in thought. Oh, you thought it was going to be a funny voice. No, I use my normal voice at work. (laughs) I never said that it would be a funny voice. It's just the fact that you are just always full of uncontrollable rage. Maybe. (laughs) She had certainly seen mortals enjoy a bit of succubus magic more than others. But this one? This one must have been part demon herself. Her slender, naked form started to fuck against Chris with a violent passion. One that sent his lap bouncing up and down against the floor while his cock drove deep into her entrance. Morgan looked around from side to side at the building roof their group had been fighting on and finally shrugged with a smile pressed against her features. Don't worry. I'm sure no one else will see. I recommend you just enjoy the ride. No, thank you. This is not the Uber I wanted. Let me out. As X-23 started to fuck even harder and faster, and even lowered her head to bite at Chris's exposed shoulder, um, nom, nom. Morgan couldn't help but giggle. <laughs> I thoroughly recommend it! You don't really know 
What she'll do if you try pushing her off, do you? Chris just groaned as the feral X-23 fucked him hard into the roof of the building. Wow. Using the blades from her fists and feet to secure her against the concrete, her motions came from deep thrusts of her hips that forced his length within her. And as she fucked with a steady rhythm. No, it's Rytham. Oh, shit. (laughs) Rytham. A slow, primal smile spread over her lips. (laughs) More biting at Chris's shoulder. More grunting and desperate breathing. All right, I need grunts from everyone. Yeah, there we go. That's what I was waiting for. Chris Tim Allen Redfield. More unbridled, feral passion. She was fucking into the soldier with all the fury that her trigger scent would typically muster. But thanks to Morrigan's magic, it had been somewhat repurposed. More pleasurable for her target, for sure but probably just as dangerous. As she rode him to a sudden and violent orgasm, Chris's muscles tightened, and he could no longer resist pumping into Lara's tight, welcoming slit with threads of sticky white cum. As she was filled, she howled in delight and drove her mouth so hard against Chris's shoulder that by the time she came back up, she had the slightest bit of blood at the corner of her lips. <laughs> Can you make the Tim Allen grunt into the Kefka laugh? <laughs> That's just weird. Feral to the last, and it'd give something Chris to <laughs> it'd give something Chris to remember that evening with. Once she was finished, Lara stood up, come drizzling from her slit as she cast her gaze towards Morgan. The succubus was almost ready to flee until she saw the hint in the girl's eyes, and she gave a sudden laugh as she turned to look at the small crowd behind her. Better run now, lads, she beamed, looking to the collected group of Strider, Spider-Man, and Phoenix Wright. Okay. I don't think this lady's she's after right now. While the three men made a panicked rush to get off the building, Morgan just watched with a smile gazing at the raven-haired lunatic that was chasing after them completely stark naked. Too bad, too, (laughs) Morgan purred, licking her lips. The girl's got some talent, I suppose. Thanks, Scotty. She's got talents, I guess. We are moving on again. This is A Night of Passion by Lil Ramona. Uh, and I will be reading the first page. I'm Lil Ramona. I want you to read this Night of Passion. It's got Joey <laughs> Ramone in it. So Ramones, it's funny. It does have Joey Ramone in it. I'm going to read the first page. It's basically the Ramones. You and Joey Ramone come home from a formal dinner party and things heat up quickly. You and Joey sit in the limo silently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Joey Ramone. No, no, Joey Ramone also is infected with the Tim Allen grunt. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's creep up. <laughs> the 21 to 24 hours to go. <laughs> he has his arm around you, and you have your head on his chest. He leans down and gives you a sweet kiss on the forehead. <laughs> oh. Both of you are headed home after attending a formal dinner party thrown by Blondie singer Debbie Harry. She was a close friend of yours and Joey's. You both had a great time. 
Uh, I do hope the author goes into the specifics of how wonderful the dinner party was. She just said, hey, anytime you need anything, call on me. (laughs) You have on a fancy white gown with silver high heels. Your hair is up in a fancy updo. What is this, a choose-your-own-adventure? Updo. (laughs) Updo, yes. What about updog? And you have diamond studs in your ears. Joey had bought you the whole outfit, jewelry included. He likes to spoil you. He likes to leave you out of the fridge. Joey looks handsome in his black suit and black tie. He hardly ever dressed up, so it was a treat seeing him like this. His long, glossy black hair cascaded onto his shoulders. He whispers in your ear, Have I told you how beautiful you look tonight? You smile and say, About a hundred times, and you look so handsome. You smell good, too. Too good! (laughs) Joey gives you a shy smile. His smile drove you crazy. The limo pulls up in front of your apartment. The chauffeur gets out of the car and comes around to open the door. Joey gets out and holds his hand out to help you out. 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 He reaches into his pocket and hands the driver a $20 tip. Ooh la la. The driver says, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Joey puts his arm around you and both of you make your way into the building. You see some random people turn and stare at you both. You were used to it. When you finally reach your apartment, which is on the 10th floor, this is like Joey Ramone stars in My Inner Life. The person is manufacturing this whole universe that her and Joey Ramone have come up with. Yeah. Oh, Joey Ramone, the most dreamy and alivest of the Ramones. Aren't they all dead, actually, now that I think about it? Most of them. Joey closes the door shut and takes his suit jacket off. He loosens his tie, but keeps it on. You head into the bedroom and take off your heels. Your feet are killing you, and it felt so good to take them off. Beauty is pain, you thought. Joey says, Do you want a drink, baby? You go over to sit by your vanity and say, No thanks, darling. I'm good. Joey disappears into the kitchen to get himself a drink. You look at yourself in the mirror and proceed to take your hair down from the updo. You yank out all the bobby pins and your long hair falls onto your back. Thousands of them clatter to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Literal pounds of bobby pins. It's like a scene from an action movie where all the bullet shell casings are falling really slow, except it's bobby pins. <laughs> <laughs> you took off the diamond studs and placed them in your jewelry box. You pick up your hairbrush and start brushing your soft long hair and more bobby pins fall out (laughs) based on what was mentioned earlier and i swear i'm blaming you for this logan i'm imagining gritty just brushing down the updo while getting ready to have sex with joey ramone no 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 why not he's getting ready to have sex with tumgus you and your pairings man this is the ultimate pairing it's gonna destroy the world it will unite the world You see Joey's reflection in the mirror as he walks back into the bedroom. He walks up behind you and puts his arms around your waist. You smile at him via the mirror. He leans down and starts kissing the back of your neck. He gives you sweet, gentle kisses. You start feeling weak. You say, You know damn well what those kisses do to me. He's like, they make you horny. (laughs) Joey keeps on kissing your neck and his lips make their way down your back. You love it. And you feel your blood getting hot. Oh, God. Hot bloody! Check it and see. You've got a fever of 103. Well, I better go to the patient first. The sex will have to wait, Joey. Bye! 
You turn around and look at him. He has a sexy look on his face. You take his hand and lead him over to the bed. He sits on the edge of the bed and you sit on his lap, facing him. I want the story to just end there. They're just going to stare at each other for a while. As you are on his lap, you kiss passionately. Both of you have your arms wrapped around one another. Joey struggles to unzip your dress, but is having a hard time with it. You have already unbuttoned his shirt and taken it off. David? Okay, so the Ramones, right? Yeah. I've heard of them. They're a band. I kind of like them, but I'm not like super into them. I like like two of their songs. Is there going to be conflict in this story? Because as it seems, it's just the only conflict I'm going to get is from him having a bad time unzipping this dress. Yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. As long as... uh, (laughs) uh, As long as that's the case. First of all, is that you having conflict with the tequila? (laughs) No, that's the tequila having conflict with him. Okay. Secondly, you are more than welcome to insert whatever conflict you want. Like, you can put the Anglo-Zanzibar war in here if you would like. No, no, I got it. Joey continues to struggle with the zipper until he says, All for one, your time is at an end. I, one for all, will put a stop to you with my United States of Smash. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And he rips the zipper off the dress. He whispers, Don't worry, young Midoriya. I thought maybe we would get one episode without it. (laughs) You thought wrong. I thought maybe by, like, forcing him to do steam hams for the whole episode. It couldn't last the whole episode. Nobody has that kind of dexterity. Look, we can't go one episode without having Gritty or My Hero Academia. Yeah, if you're allowed to have Gritty, I'm allowed to have the Boko No Heroes, bro. Okay, that's fair. All right, cool. Don't worry. I'll buy you a new dress. As soon as the dress is off, he lays you on the bed and starts kissing your body. He starts with your neck, and his lips make their way down, down your back, then to your poon and your crack. Oh, God. Slowly, when he reaches your private area, (laughs) kids leave the room now, am I right? It's an adult show. No, man, we're owned by Maker Studios now, so uh, we're not allowed to have adult content. (laughs) Why are we owned by Maker Studios? (laughs) There is a fan fiction for uh, Steamed Hams, but it's My Hero Academia. <laughs> what? Why are we reading that, Steve? Jesus Christ. I don't want to read that. I want to read that, Steve. <laughs> Listen, I have seniority over Logan. And I have seniority over you. No, you don't. We've been on the show for the same time, for the same forever. Dave. What? We've literally all been on the show this show for the same amount of time. I have it. <laughs> yeah, 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 Logan. What now? Hmm? If I can't trust you to make right calls when you're trying to argue with me, how can I trust what you say? David, you're not allowed to read Steam Hams, but it's Boku no Hero Academia until you come to a panel with us. I can't. I'm poor. That's your problem. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not my problem. I've been trying really hard to get a job, and I keep getting good leads, and they keep not fucking calling me after the second interview because they find well, maybe some... you should stop showing up to job interviews saying, can I read you my My Hero Academia fan fiction? Whoa, first off, I am 100% professional when I'm on the job hunt, sir. Second (laughs) off, fuck you! (laughs) Well, Dave, have you ever considered uh, losing about three inches? Of height? Of height. So you don't intimidate them so much. (laughs) You know, I have thought that is a consistent factor, honestly. like You need to do the Spaceballs thing where Mel Brooks put his knees in his shoes and he's just walking around that way. Oh, being yogurt? Yeah, Yeah, yogurt. (laughs) Spaceballs, man. The movie's not great. It was okay. It's pretty good if you're like 12. Yeah. 
At the same time, David, I think it'd be good if you lost, like, you know, a foot and a half. Have them look down on you. No, 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 Dave. Lose three inches and become optimal height. I can't. You've got a bad back. Just get them to cut out the two bad spine <laughs> vertebrae. Yeah. Then I would have weird bayonetta proportions. You just solved this problem with his problem. Just get a hunch. <laughs> I have a hunch, and that is this. I'm going to continue reading. Ooh. Uh, private area. He begins to work it with his tongue. You gasp in joy. You have never felt more turned on. Joey sure knew what he was doing, unlike other men. Fucking. Who's a good other man we can use to stand in? Johnny Ramone. Stupid Johnny Ramone. He doesn't know shit about shit. <laughs> His tongue brought you to an, to orgasm right away. As you cry out, Joey winks at you. You couldn't see it though. Your eyes were closed. Stupid. <laughs> he goes back to work and gives you two more orgasms. You say, I want you inside no. Joey hurries up and kicks off his pants. <laughs> he takes off his pants and jacket. No, no, he kicks off his pants. Hiya! So, all right, I'm trying to figure out what the logistics are. Does he like stand up and do this weird drop kick? It's the fucking Karate Kid crane kick. Only the pants fly off after he does it. <laughs> Wait, do they fly off both legs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what it is? He's wearing really tight jeans, but he knows all of the moves from Howarang of Tekken. Huarang. Whatever. Huarang. Huarang. He knows the guy's moves, right? And he kicks really high, but the pants can't handle the structural integrity of it. And then they rip and split apart. Sure. So he becomes the Hulk. He got Hulk jeans. Yeah, he got Hulk jeans. The only thing he's wearing now is his black tie. There is a tag for Steamed Hams on Archive of Our Own. There's 26 stories. Nice. <laughs> Go Steamed Hams fans. He hovers over you and inserts himself into you. You had never felt such pleasure before. You love how he feels inside of you, his manly part thrusting inside and out. You grab on his hair and as he works, he moans and says, Fuck, it feels so good. <laughs> Your legs are wrapped around his waist. He then lays down beside you and pulls you up on top of him. He says, Ride me like a cow. Wait, no, that's him. Ride me like a cow, girl. You climb on top of him and sit on his hard cock. It is an instant turn on. You ride him and he lets out a sexy growl. He sounds like a bear. He's like, Rawr. That's not sexy in the least. No, it's totally sexy. If you're like a lady bear. It's great when you have sexy Gregorian chant done by North American brown bears. Oh, and Logan will be happy to see there is steamed hams fanfiction for both Persona 3 and Persona 5. Alright. <laughs> Alright, the chant woke my dog up. Let's roll. Are you sure it wasn't the ding dong? <laughs> Hold on, yeah, let's do that. Please don't. My dog's always barking on the fucking chill. Why can't you have that problem anymore? You're going barf. He's a bozer. <laughs> he grabs onto your waist as you ride him. He says, It's so hot right now. Fucking Christ. You climax again and again. You can't believe how much he turns you on. Finally, he says, I'm gonna come. He lets out an intense and passionate growl. <laughs> Oh, my God.
There it goes. <laughs> he lets out an passionate growl and shoots his load. You observe him, and he has never looked more sexy. Um, Steve? Yes. Well, what's going on over there, buddy? I pulled up Steam Tams and then just went two seconds in. Oh, good. Seriously, I thought that dogs weren't able to hear cell phones. Why would dogs not be able to hear cell phones? Dogs have, like, the best hearing of all things. They're the radio telescopes of the animal kingdom. He came. It's great. He lets out a passionate growl, shoots his load. When he is done, he lays there, breathing heavily. You roll over and lay next to him. He takes you in his arms and says, I fucking love you, you know. You say, I love you more. Wait, hang on. What did he say? I fucking love you, you know. He sits up and reaches over to the nightstand. He pulls out a cigarette from his pack. He lights it and takes a drag, runs his hand through his long hair. You hear loud thunder outside as it begins to pour. Lightning is flashing through the windows. He looks at you and says, You and me... For each other, baby. You smile and say, You're telling me something I already know. Joey chuckles and says, It just blows my mind how happy I am with you. I never thought I'd love everyone as much as you. Oh god, the zombies are back. <laughs> it's just the other members of the Ramones. <laughs> We're all dead. <laughs> we need your brains. 2020, 20, 24 hours to, to go. go. I'm going to eat, eat some, some brains, brains now. Yeah. <gasps> oh, we're funny people. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. <laughs> you reach over and kiss his bare chest. You say, you're mine forever. Joey says, baby. Do you butter bean it? Is that what you just said? <laughs> I like early 90s boxers. <laughs> you mean early 90s? No, he's a boxer. Yeah, Butterbean, the dude that had no neck. And he also knocked out Bart Gunn in the Brawl for All tournament because Bart Gunn accidentally won. <laughs> and Vince McMahon is an asshole. But there you go. You watch him smoke his cigarette and he looks sexy doing it. He takes a cigarette from his hand and put it out on the ashtray on the nightstand. You straddle him and kiss him passionately. He returns your kisses and whispers, You're getting me turns on again. How about we go another round? <laughs> Away. He, he's so close to Senior Car Gage as well. Oh. You're getting me turned on again. How about we go another around? 20, 20, 24 hours to gone. I want to eat Sabaro. <laughs> I want to meet Sabrina. I really like that show on Netflix. I want to <laughs> eat Sabrina. <laughs> We're getting so stupid now. I love it. You're right. It is stupid to shill for Sabaro when we're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would attach my name to Sabaro. No offense to Sabaro. Your pizza is okay. Anyway, he returns your kisses and whispers. Oh, I already read that. You place his hands on your bare breast and say, How about sex all night long? Uh, see, I thought you were going to do, How about sex all night long? How about sex all night long? <laughs> Joey doesn't say a word. He instead, Tim Allen grunts, Oh, he pulls the blankets over you both and his lips go to work on you for round two. You spend the whole night making love in total ecstasy amid the thunderstorm. Yurt. 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 I'm going to step away for just a second. I'm going to go pee. All right. So next up. And 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. You almost had a stoner anthem there and you just let it slip away. 
Last story we're reading for the night and starting us off is going to be, well, Valerie's outside right now. So starting us off is going to be Sean. This is Spanish Fly by Oscar Wilde Inspired. Summary, Greg and Nick have an accident in their lab involving a certain drug. M slash M. Relations don't, like, don't read? Yeah, okay, I get it now. Nick slash Greg. R&R, please. Sequel now up. Realization of Emotions. Chapter 1. Spanish Fly. So it has come to my attention that not everyone knows what Spanish Fly is. And silly me, I should have known this. But anyways, here's the basic info. It is a sexual <laughs> stimulant and increases the sex drive astronomically. What? You're being dumb. I scrolled down until something really stupid. Which was what? <laughs> so don't, it's, it's, don't read ahead. It's okay, because Sean's going to have to read it. Good. Oh. It's really hard to not see. I think I see it. God damn it. Oh, that's... <laughs> I thought we were due for a change in terms of separations between the story and the not stories. All right. Um, Creavers. Also, it is very dangerous and can lead to kidney failure and such. But all in all, it's like a super Viagra. If you want, you can look it up on Wikipedia or thought. Yeah, thought the site seems a bit on the edgy side. Wow. Yes, I know this one is out there and very, um... Well, yeah, let's just say I was having a weird day when I thought of this. Uh, God damn it. To explain, I had B, as in Solix says. Bees! Learning about different drugs in one of my classes in Spanish Fly popped up. At the time, I had been reading a CSI fanfic with Nick and Greg. Well, and yeah, it just kind of took off from there. Yeah, this story is rated M for obvious reasons. If you don't like it, then don't ah! read it. Don't scare me like that. Boo. Ah! Disclaimer, I do not own anything of CSI. No, seriously, I don't. Not even a novel teeth mug. <laughs> Anyways, I don't own CSI, and all <laughs> characters and stuff belongs to whoever created this wonderful show. You're waiting. I know. I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> Pairings, Nick slash Greg. So you could either say the actual name of the show, or you can go seasick and just do that until the end. Uh, let's see. CSI, CSI, CSI. Hang on, hang on. That's capitalized. You gotta yell that shit. <sighs> <laughs> How many times does it appear? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, fifteen. CSI, 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 Oh, that was a great Ramon song you just came up with there, Sean. Yeah. 2020 more CSIs to go. Grabbing Greg by the shoulders, Nick slammed him into the metal evidence locker, causing stuff inside it to rattle. There was a small gasp of pain from Greg but it was immediately swallowed by Nick's hungry mouth, smashing against his. Running his hands up Greg's stomach, he tore off Greg's shirt, tossing it somewhere within the lab. Without wasting any time, Nick attacked Greg's stomach and chest, biting rough enough that it would later bruise. Wow! What did I miss? Spanish fly. You also missed CSI, 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 CSI! <laughs> What's CSI? <laughs> it's a show! Is it? Yeah. yeah. The show, CSI. I've never heard of it. Uh, with a quick movement of his fingers... Damn it, they Nick, didn't buy it. 
No. Nah. <laughs> With a quick movement of his fingers, nicking had Greg's pants off, letting them pool at his ankles. Greg had recently decided to stop wearing boxers or underwear, for which Nick was grateful. He took Greg into his mouth, wanting to taste every inch of Greg. The action elicited a deep-throated moan from Greg. Tasted like pant lint and sweat, because he's now wearing underwear. (laughs) Greg's fingers held onto Nick's short brown hair, twisting it, causing little ripples of pleasure to shoot off in Nick's body. Each time he felt the small pain, Nick pulled his mouth away from Greg. It seemed as if only a second ago he had wrapped his wonderfully warm mouth around Greg's erection. Hurriedly, Nick unzipped his pants, and he could feel his own erection straining against his pants, begging for release, begging for the feeling of Greg's body. Hypothetical for the group. Okay. Say if you got horny and your genitalia would scream, let me out, what would you do? Then let that shit out. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, a demon's possessed my cock, I can't stop it. (laughs) Wouldn't that be terrifying if you were like at a business meeting, highpoweredbusiness.org or whatever? Yeah. You see some fine young person over there on the side, and you're like, oh, all right. And then Cox's like, let me out! I must have it! And then the CEO is like, oh, shit, man. You should have waxed your weenie before this beating. That's weird, bro. I don't want to wax any weenies, sorry. <laughs> Are you telling me you haven't seen this anime porn, Logan? No, no, no. Give me a vague cleaning of the weenie instead. I'm fine with that. Cleaning weenie! Give me a pine salt dusting of the weenie. No, yeah. no. Wait, can you, can you, can you distill? Can you, can you, can you, can you distill can you? pine salt into dust? I don't know. Can you? Yes. Yes, you can, actually. <laughs> it's just it's sticky. Sean? I want to hear about how you can turn pine salt into dust. It's sticky like a sticky icky icky. Ah, like that dank kush. Complying with his body's demand, Nick quickly kicked off his pants, just like in the last story in that Ric Flair gif I have. Hey, all right. Yep. Continuity, baby. And the boxers and neatly ripped off his shirt. How do you neatly rip off a shirt? Have you ever watched a wrestling program? You don't leave any threads behind. Oh, it just turns into dust. Yeah. Slamming Greg back against the metal evidence locker, he paused for a split second just long enough for Greg to rub the medicinal lubrication they used in their experiments on Nick's member. Sounds like it would burn. The bottle hadn't even left Greg's hand before Nick entered Greg in one hard, swift thrust. Wow! Burying himself to the hilt in Greg's body. Is Greg David Caruso? No. There's no David Caruso in this CSI. This is the Las Vegas one. Oh. Is it Gary Sinise? Who was in the CSI Las Vegas? Lawrence Fishburne later on. Yep. All right. Is it Lawrence Fishburne's cock? No. Is it just because you have nothing to latch onto right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm at <laughs> a, a zero investment level. Greg is going to be Tim Allen, and Nick is going to be Midori. No, God, Midori is too pure for that. <laughs> what are you talking about? He can't even touch Uraraka's titty. He's into BDSM. He breaks his bones every day of his life. That's masochism. <laughs> Wait, that's part that's of the part BDSM. That's part of BDSM, you idiot. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. I, I realized that after the fact. Come on, man. <laughs> Greg's hair that usually stood on end was drenched in sweat and sticking against his forehead, as was Nick's usually well-combed hair. Both men clung on to each other. Nick thrusts into Greg's body, desperate and nearly violent. Logan, are you willing to change your last name to Thrustbone? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that might damage my career. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this happening? In a lab. Oh, God. 
I don't know if you guys ever watched the show, but their labs basically has glass. Their labs are basically equipped with magic. It's all glass walls. There's. He literally just said he was fucking him against a metal evidence locker. Oh, yeah, so it couldn't be the lab. Please continue. Well, I'm trying to figure out where I am. <laughs> You're in your house. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That explains the dripping. Huh. But neither of the men seemed to notice or to care as Greg started roughly kissing and biting Nick's shoulder, demanding that Nick go faster. Ah, fuck Nick. Faster. Greg could barely talk as he was breathing at a near impossible rate, and his entire body felt on fire, just like the night. Next up is Val. Yay! Happily, Nick obliged Greg's command, and for a split second, his rational part of his brain kicked in and he realized that it would be much better for the both of them if Greg was leaning over something. With a quick movement that caught Greg off guard, Nick had Greg leaning over one of the lab tables, one hand holding onto Greg's hip, while the other pumped Greg's straining member. This is a weird Rammstein stage show. Gary. Gary Grinch. Are, why are you singing Gary Sinise's name? Because <laughs> that's who it is, right? That's who's in this one, right? No. Yeah. Gary. Gary Sinise. Greg nearly screamed when Nick thrust hard into him, hitting the bundle of nerves and sending a new wave of pleasure through his body. New wave of pleasure through his body. <laughs> his hands clenched onto the table, making his knuckles white. Though he could control his screams, he couldn't control the moans and him begging for Nick to go faster and harder. Give me that fast, give me that hard, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Each thrust brought the two closer to the edge, sending ripple after ripple of pleasure through their bodies, causing the delicious feeling that begins at the base of your spine and works its way up through your stomach and thighs to explode winning the two guys. Oh, ASMR. Yeah. Is that what? No, that's not what that is. Get out of here. <laughs> That's what that is. Also, David, that is such a stupid gif. Why did you do that? What? No, it's funny because it's fucking bad animation from stupid Sonic. Yeah, all animation from Sonic Adventure is bad animation. Yeah, it's a bad game. Well, yeah. It has good music. That's pretty much it. I mean, it has some good music. Most of it's garbage. Doesn't have Gary Sinise, though, so points deducted. It does not have Gary Sinise. You're right. Why not Gary Sinise? Those are the characters, I believe. Yep. It looks like uh, Jack Dougherty and whatever the dude's name is proudly hosted on Photo Bucket. <laughs> Nick is on the left. Why is Martin Sargent in this show? <laughs> Does anybody know who Martin Sargent is aside from Steve and Val? No. All right, he was in Attack of the Show. I remember that. That was such a good show. Was Attack of the Show a good show? Yeah. It was okay. It was it was passable for Tech TV G4. I watched an episode. I don't know that it was very interesting or fun to watch. Yeah, but you're like five. You don't have a sense of humor yet. <laughs> you know what we should do? So you know how Toonami Aftermath is a thing, right? Uh-huh. Let's do G4 Tech TV Aftermath, where it's just all old school... <laughs> Tech TV G4 fucking content played on a loop forever. We just play the one episode of Tech TV where Devin overclocks the dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> for 24 straight hours. The climax for the both of them was sudden and violent, Greg falling against the table as Nick slammed himself into Greg, both of them crying out <laughs> as their seeds were released with a fury that surprised them both. 
It took a while for both of them to calm down enough to process things, and once they were able, both of them jumped away from each other, both quickly going for their clothes only to stop short. The drug. It could still be on our clothes, Greg said, looking between his clothes and Nick. Yeah, uh, I think it's best we keep our clothes off. No, I mean, we shouldn't put those clothes back on, Nick said, trying to keep his head straight instead of thinking about what just happened. His mind wandered back. The way that Greg felt bent over, moaning his name, begging for more. Nick stopped immediately when he noticed that he was getting hard again and turned, not wanting Greg to see. Jumpsuits, Greg said hurriedly, rushing over to the locker kept in the lab. Opening it up, he grabbed two out. When he turned, Nick was standing beside him, his breathing heavy. Almost immediately, Greg reacted to the sight, as in a construction site, of Nick flushed and his eyes heavy with lust. We, uh, need to... Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! What the hell happened? Both CSI officers jumped and looked over at the blonde-haired woman who was staring a slightly destroyed lab, the result of Nick and Greg's struggle for pleasure. Maybe in the not safe for chat, post some good Rouge the Bat porn. I said good Rouge the Bat porn, not bad Rouge the Bat porn, Sean. <laughs> I just posted because I thought the title was funny. I just posted it because I knew you'd find it terrible. I'm Sean's guy. <laughs> Thank you, whoever did that. <laughs> you fucking put me in the boo box again, man. I'm not even going to come back. I'm going to go to bed. Aww. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take so, my ball and go so home. It's so tempting to fucking call him. Really? Is the that block. the excuse? Is it because the bad porn that you found is actually good and getting you hard right now? <laughs> no, the bad porn is bad and it will always be bad no matter what state of my dick is in. State of my dick is in. <laughs> you heard me, I didn't... There's 50 to choose. Plus Puerto Rico. Don't come in here, Greg shadow covering the front of him with the dark blue jumpsuit. Nick grabbed the other one from Greg and did the same. I think some Spanish fly was in the briefcase and when I opened it, it got all over Nick and I. He hurriedly lied. Well, not really lied since it was true to cover up why they were naked. We, uh, had to take off our clothes because they were contaminated and, ugh. Sure it was. Drink for ugh. Greg's brain wasn't working all that well with Nick's naked body stanky... Stanking? Stanking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was stanking. <laughs> Man, that is some stank Spanish fly. Yep. Standing so close to his. Don't, don't stand, stand so... Don't stand! Don't I'm stand so close to me! <laughs> because I have Spanish fly on me. You know what's good? Ice cream and alcohol. Every time. He could smell the cologne that Nick wore mingle with the smell of sweat, and it was near intoxicating and wanted to dot dot. <laughs> he wanted to dot dot? Yes, he wanted to dot dot. And lastly, because Logan got to laugh at Sean doing it, Logan, you get to finish. And guess what? There's another one of. <laughs> Wait, why does Logan get to finish? I never get to finish. <laughs> <laughs> that too is sexual. Get in the showers, both of you now! Catherine yelled, her face red, and she had obviously figured out what had happened. Without a second thought, both men clambered into the emergency shower together, which proved to be a hard feat because <laughs> every time their bodies touch, Greg and Nick wanted nothing more than to reach out and touch the other. You feel funny. After spending a couple hours in the lounge with Warwick... Warwick! Yeah, it's Warwick. Warwick. Watching them, the drug finally wore off. 
With a sigh and a shake of his head. And shake. A sigh and shake of his head. Warwick stood up, stretching his arms. I'm going home to try to forget this mess ever happened. With small goodnights from both men, Warwick left, leaving two very embarrassed men alone in the near dark. And unfortunately, there's no piano. That's an old fic, because Warwick dies in one of the, like, relatively early seasons. Thank you for spoiling it. Yeah, he dies in League of Legends. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I'm sorry. I should have checked the briefcase before I opened it. Greg stead, starting down. Start staring down at the carpet. Like... <laughs> Help me, I need another voice. So Val, you said he died early on. He died in season nine. Do you know which season they're at now? 26. Yeah. What? Wait, really? I, I just guessed. It's like pretty far. 15. They're up to season 15. So it's not early on. That's more than halfway through. Nah. Yeah, mathematically speaking, that is more than halfway through. See? Fucking math. Math. You can't math. <laughs> I, I literally just did. No, not you, Steve-O. I literally just did. See, Logan normally gets on my case, but he's behind me on this one because he likes my butt. Shut up, Steve. <laughs> he likes also math. No, it's not your fault, Nick said, glancing over at Greg. It was a mistake easily made by anyone. Besides, Nick began, but he immediately stopped his face flushing red. Besides what? Greg asked, his eyes focused on Nick now. Nick's face got a bit redder, and he looked at Greg, who was staring at him expectantly. I uh, wasn't it. that bad. Uh, it. it uh, wasn't that bad. Greg's face flushed, and he slowly looked over at Nick. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Let me just back up. See his eyes. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> like I said, Yay! it's rated M for a reason. So R and R, please, and thank you. So somebody just go on this story's page and just post CSI over and over as the review. It's a good review, though. It really drives home the plot of the story, you know? Yeah, it reminds you constantly of what you were reading about. Right. <laughs> CSI, 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 CSI. <laughs> and that's it. That was great. Oh, that was an interesting night, guys. Yes. We got through... So many stories for once. I'm actually, I'm impressed. Everybody's earned the next five weeks off. Yeah, we're really not going to take that many days off. No, no, we're going to be working. We're going to be working behind the scenes. Yes, we are. The magic. The magic is going to happen. Logan is going to teach us how to distill down the pine saw. It's not hard. You always tell me that you're hard, though. That's because Logan's default state is hard, (laughs) both physically and sexually. Mm. All right. Thank you very much to our patrons, especially our genital guardians, Afrohawk, Alexander, Grass Dragon, Corbett, Dylan Barber, Disambiguity, Discuss, Epidel, Evan Balmel, Joshua Burns Rivera, Matthew Wayne Jordan, Michael Fouch, Miri, Niami Rose, Pope Sloth XVII, Sarah for the Win, Sean Webster, Steve Van Sickle, The Waffle, and Shaded Spriter. Wait a minute. You- One of our patrons is Michael Phelps? Fouch. But... No, oh. I mean, I'm sure that he Can also Michael pushed Fouch some sort also of push the, Damn it. Fucking goddamn <laughs> yeah. motherfucker. You know, I was going to say it too, but I knew someone else was going to say it. <laughs> okay, so I have an Xbox 360 and a Kinect, and I still have the game, so... Oh, next get-together. Steve, when you come down, we're going to play Fantasia on Kinect, because I have Fantasia on Kinect. Oh, 
Yes! Also, do you remember the Connect Adventures picture of me and a Speedo jumping in midair? Uh, yeah, I do remember that. I mean, no, that's this is gross. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we, I can play that. I can bring it down. And yeah, when we finally get together, which is one of the things we'll be working on, 2019 is going to be the first year that we have an actual night horse gathering. We're all going to get together somewhere and hang out, read stories, and maybe Logan will do a cooking show. It'll be in Branson, Missouri. Oh, God, no! No, Branson, <laughs> Missouri. Oh, God. Yep, so thank you all for listening to Season 7. We'll catch you in January. A couple reminders, although this may be coming out a little late. Sign-ups are going to end, I believe, January 16th for Season 8. We're going to be changing the format a bit. We're going to be doing the first hour broadcast live, hosts only. Second-ish hour is going to not be broadcast, and it's going to include the guests. With that, happy holidays, happy new year. Do you guys have anything else? David, give us a going away thing. All right, so uh, Christmas is coming up. Uh, So have a a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah. Sean, give give us a going away. Okay, bye. Logan, give <laughs> us a going away. Uh, okay, bye. <laughs> Val, give us a going away. Uh, I'm going to go visit my family. I'm really happy, and hopefully... Hi there. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Fan Fiction. Be sure to check out FridayNightFanFiction.com, where you can sign up to be a guest on the show, submit fan fictions for us to read, and join our Discord server to hang out with us. All backing music used in Friday Night Fan Fiction is available via Overclocked Remix at ocremix.org. Be sure to check them out for over 3,000 fan arrangements and 60 fan arrangement albums of free video game music. Ending credits music, Koopa Nova by Diodes. We hope you enjoyed listening to this, and we'll catch you next episode. <laughs>